Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello. I just took Megan to church. Amen. <laughs> and not in the what's that man's name? Don't say that. Wait, he didn't Kiyo. ask to be he did not ask to be dragged. What was it? What's his name? No, I really don't know his name. I know Hoser. Hosier. Oh, I thought you were talking about the person who we were like, not our favorite style of No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, because yeah. he said, take me to church. church. Yeah. Yeah. Hosier. Is it that oh. it? Hoser or hey Hosier? Melissa, the more times you said it, now I'm unconfident. I think it's Hosier. Hosier. Okay. Where's he been? I think Ireland. Okay. I think that's where he's from. <laughs> he's got that, you know, 
you know who probably celebrity crush? It's probably Keely Williams celebrity crush. That is the style. That is the vibe. That was just so nice to her husband. Because he's like a icon, a sex icon. Please stop. Hozier is. Oh, I thought you meant. No, that's why I said I'm being very kind. To her I, I thought you were saying because she has a song called "Sexual Spectacular." I mean, who else would she have written the song about if they were dating already? She was Melissa. Oh yeah, she's acting. Role. I'm sorry, I forgot. Acting. I forgot. It was of course. You know, I'm Planned sorry. Parenthood was like, we are not c- endorsing this. This is not a collaboration. Sex education. You want, they play it in sex ed classes across the country. If you want to know what we're referring to. Listen to Fisting Friday from this past Friday. And even if you don't want to know what we're talking about, you should still listen because Melissa did not want to know. I didn't. And I still don't. She still, But she still knows. Yeah. I feel like I'll forget about it in a month. You know, I don't know that you ever will. It stays with you. Anyways, welcome to another episode or your first episode ever of... Don't blame me. Don't blame me. (laughs) (laughs) So on this podcast, oh, I am Megan and I am Melissa. And together we are Eminem. We melt in your mouth, not in your hand. (laughs) Did that used to be their slogan? Yeah. When do you think they were like, let's face this out? So do you think it was paired with when they phased out the sexy Eminems? No, it was way before. As someone who in seventh grade did a whole history po- project on M&M's because that's also just my initials, too. It started because the soldiers in World War II needed a chocolate snack that because of the candy shell, it melts in your mouth, not in your hand. And so that was where it originated from because it has a candy shell. So they'd have a little treat that would melt in your mouth, not in your hand. So were they advertising it? Two people in the army, like well, buy you know, this while you're there. You know, well, no, but you know how back then the army. I mean, it's propaganda now, but like the army propaganda was so thick yeah. in the culture, it was just everywhere. Yeah, so everybody was like, "I may not be on the fields, but mm-hmm. I'm supporting. I'm supporting. And and you know what? I'm eating the same candy there. Yeah. And it's like okay. Yep. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. It's the cosplaying of of war from the sidelines. Yeah. Being like yeah that checks out uh-huh did you write about that in your project yeah damn i did a whole one. history thing and i got an a plus on it wow. i had a thick packet because i was really like it got like i got i was so fascinated with it wow and we only had to give like a little short spiel because for some i don't i think the teachers were just tired of teaching that they took yeah. and combined and we had this I don't know if you had it at your school, but this and I didn't have it at most school, but this particular school, it was a newer school Uh and the wall dividers like you could pull it back to make the rooms bigger. And so like they just yeah, like they combined our classrooms and then everybody like kind of gave like a spiel on what the thing was. And I was like, I was prepared to give a whole lesson and and they cut me down because everybody was doing it. And I truly think the teachers were just tired. And they're just like everybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My project that we had to do like that, where it was like how to write a research paper. Like, I think it was our eighth grade project. What was it called? I don't remember, but I did mine on the Titanic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also got far more interested and wrote three, twice or three times as many pages as I should have. But as you're saying M&Ms, I go, that might have been a lot 
I should have done something like that because being all encompassed with the Titanic then made me convinced that. Well, it's uh, I know timely. I I'm going to talk more about it. But am I wrong? I uh, yeah. Well, all of that aside, um, you might be wondering. You have wonderful personalities. I'm enjoying just listening to you to gab back and forth. What do you do here? Well, we give advice here because besides being entertaining, we're also incredibly insightful, intelligent hilarious and alpha females with microphones so it's par for the course <laughs> i like that's just good sound effect. <laughs> well you might be wondering how you how we give you advice and that's i don't know how to do that segue. <laughs> so if you want to call in for an upcoming episode tell us what's happening in your life what your problem is the situation what you need some advice on you can leave us leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Got to keep it under three minutes for both. We say that you write everything down, practice it a few times, time it out, make sure it's under three minutes, include your age, if be age and over, have your parents permission. I don't know if I already said that. You could let us know your pronouns if you would like. And if it's about a relationship, how long have you been together? How old is the other person? Just, you know, have a full rounded idea of the situation so we can give you good advice. We don't give you bad advice. Here we go. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So um, I'm going to get, I'm just going to go straight forward. I'm a stoner. So I'd be smoking like kind of every, almost every single day because um, I live with kids. So I don't want them to be around that. So 100% I don't smoke in front of them. But also I'm trying to look for a new job. And uh, even though it's legal here in my state, I would rather, they still require a drug test. And I want to learn how to weed it out. And I forgot which one of y'all was the former stoner. So how did y'all like, we're able to weed it off, wean it off. So I just need some advice on that because literally everyone around me is also a stoner and they're like, just steal pee from like your kids. And I'm like, I'm not going to steal my kids pee because one, I don't know how his bladder works. Two, do you know how impossible it is to take bladder from a child? And that's weird and gross and disgusting. No, thank you. But yeah, help me weed it off. Thanks. I mean, I don't have great advice for this because I basically stopped smoking weed because I had. At first, I, I had one really horrific <laughs> experience, which I like was convinced it was like laced with something. And then I didn't smoke for a long time. And then I smoked again after one night of like drinking in college and woke up in someone's bed who I was like, who is this? And I'd like call my <laughs> big, big pick me up. And that I was also like, is this laced? like so like I had like just two really bad experiences. And so, I mean, I think that's how it is for like a lot of people. So like in terms of like weaning yourself off from it like when it comes to like the debate of is weed addictive there's a difference between something creating like a chemical dependency versus habitual dependency and a reliance on an escapism like you can if you if you look at addiction in terms of two different kinds of addictions like things that are showing up in your brain and dependency and things that are showing up in uh, coping mechanisms or habits of things. I guess my question is, if it's legal in your state and you have a medical card, would that, I think maybe you would probably need a, you would need a medical card. It's not. They finalized the bill, but it's not completely oh. legalized yet. I don't think we're the people to ask for this. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. this is a chemical 
thing that's going on in your body. And I would ask a professional. I know it's not legal, but there are drug professionals that you can speak to that this is literally their job to to work through. So I would research that and find that because this is basically giving medical advice. And that's not something that we do. Also, because my question is, like, are you trying to wean off just to pass Mm -hmm. the test? Or is it like because here's a lot of the time there are places who will drug test and it's very much irrelevant if you smoke weed on the weekends or even if you have a medical card. But there are other ones that it's like you're operating heavy machinery. And Mm -hmm. so even if it is for a medical reason, they don't have to hire you. And that's not discrimination. It's the same thing if you were on painkillers because of for a medical reason, you wouldn't be able to do something that, again, is operating heavy machinery. So I think like if the field you're trying to apply for jobs in is one in which the drug testing there is not just kind of regulation, like it's not just like, oh, it's because everyone does it. It's because of the field. And if that's a field you want to get into, then I would definitely like look into like quitting as a whole. Otherwise, I think if it's just for a time period and just before the a test, I would probably like look for a job for, I don't know if like, you know, a, a smoke shop or a rest, like something that like is a culture where like, where do your friends work? Like a culture where if this is like, if you enjoy being a stoner and that's something that you want to do, then I think a, a stoner centric job versus getting a job that can't have you smoke weed and then just smoking yeah. weed after. I um used to work at a place where people would come to this place specific, specifically to get the items so that they could pass a drug test for mm-hmm. the week. And I'm not going to say it because it's actually illegal. Yeah. Like we could not legally. I knew why they were coming in mm-hmm. to get it. And they, if they were to ask that this is the reason I'm coming in to get it, I could not say. Yeah. But there are things I would, but they're not, it's not legal and you can't ask for it by that name. No. And it's also like, it's not a sure thing. And you just have to be cautious for why they're asking for a drug test, because some places are doing it just because that's just what everyone does. And other places are doing it because if then you are signing on to a job where it says that you have to be like drug tested and be free of any sort of substances, weed will show up later in your system, but you could then be at fault for something because you've signed a contract mm-hmm. essentially. You know what I mean? So like, it's one of those things like you don't, you might not want to cheat the system because that doesn't actually work in your favor in the long term if something were to happen. Because if they're going to require a drug test at the beginning, a lot of companies will also do a random drug test. Yep. And then it, if depending on where you're working or the circumstance, the location, if something were to, God forbid, happen, and then that aligned with a random drug test, you're not really protected in that way. And also some places might do a hair test as opposed to a pee test. Mm-hmm. And you might not know that. And those are like, you can't just get rid of it. I just think do your due diligence before you make any choices. Because if you have to really go out of your way to pass a drug test to get the job and it's you know lots of people smoke weed but Mm -hmm. if you have to really jump through like all of these hoops I would also find out why because it might not be a one and done we're good thing but it could be like a a career shift or a job that you really love and that's like part of like what kickstarts and has you be like oh I'm not gonna do this anymore yeah 
weed is great for some people. It is not great for other people. I'm one of the other that people. That just makes me go to sleep. Oh, I'm just paranoid being like, I want to go to sleep so bad. See, I get paranoid and I'll, I'll have like paranoia while I'm sleeping. Like I hear people outside, but I'm still asleep. That doesn't sound fun. It's not. <laughs> unless like I go into it as with the mindset of this is the experience that I yeah, want. You're leaning in. Mm-hmm. You're light bright. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month. 
because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from the break and it's time for the rest of the calls or the, the next call hi megan and melissa i'm 26 i use she they pronouns and i'm queer i live i also live in a major u.s city this may be a different a little bit of a different question for y'all but i thought you guys might find it fun dating apps all suck we can pretty much agree on that 
uh, at least or at least that's the consensus in my queer group chat that I'm in for my major city. We have a really awesome chat within that bigger chat just for single to get advice and maybe even connect with each other. Everyone was complaining about dating apps so much, and I also deeply hate them. And then I got me a matchmaking service for all the cool people in my group chat, especially for people like myself who aren't quite bold enough to just message people on the side and see if they're interested. Because I'm autistic and I hyperfixate, I interact the sessions through together in Google Form with some kind of bare-bones questions and threw it out into the chat. Uh, I'm also a UX researcher, so I was really interested in keeping it more open for the first round and letting my quote-unquote users uh, tell me what was more important to them in a queer dating experience so I could create better questions for a round two. Uh, we had 90 participants, which was wild, um, and ended up with 45 initial pairings. I made sure that nobody went to uh, unmatched. And riding that high from round one, and the fact that we already have one match that's turned into a relationship with a bunch more uh, positive first dates uh, also happening all around, uh, I'm gearing up for round two so people who didn't get to participate can go can try it this time and that people who maybe didn't work out can have a second shot. And I want to make this a thing that happens frequently. That's where my question comes in. I'm overhauling the questionnaire, and I'm scrounging around for new questions to ask. For ease, I'm trying to keep as many as possible as multiple-choice questions with the select few as short answer. What more unusual questions would you want on a matchmaking questionnaire? I have stuff like political affiliation, attitudes on drugs, relationship goals, etc., but I'm looking for even more things that get at the heart of who people are and what they're looking for. Thanks guys so much in advance. Bye. This is so cool. Wait, like, I love the way your brain works. I do too. And then I want you to make the chart. Yeah, we'd be friends with, we'd be friends with you. You won't get this reference, but. <laughs> okay. I would like you to make the chart and then connect everybody. And then like, you're like the Alice of this universe. Of the real universe. It's from the L word. Oh. So you just assume that they're going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and they're listening going, I yeah. do get it. I do. I do get it. I know what the L word, word is. That yeah. was one that I remember as a kid, I would see it at like the movie store. And I was like, I want to watch this. And my parents were like, no. And I was like, this looks like the covers were always like, it looked, I was like, girls having fun. Like, <laughs> if I'm like, I was picking up Crossroads. I was watching The Princess Diaries. And I'm like, it actually, this, the, the like, vibe it of the cover fits probably in. is the same as Crossroads. Yeah. And I was just like, why? I want to, and I'm like 11 being like, I want to watch it. I watched this with the traveling pants. Like I, this looks like a fun time. And they're like, no. And then literally, I think it was when I got a Tumblr when I was like 17. Or no, I was, pro I was probably like 15 or 16. I was like, oh, okay. This is, this is different. This is why I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was yeah. nine. Oh. But as, uh, Alice on the L word essentially made Facebook before it was Facebook. Oh my God. Wow. If you would like to hear some more things, check out Pants, a podcast hosted by Alicia Haley, who plays Alice, and Kate Minnick. Hell yeah. Produced by me. Uh, <laughs> you don't say. I'm shocked. This is just a huge fan. <laughs> this is, like, ingenious. Yeah. I I would love for you to be part of my life to no, figure this out for me. Yeah. This is incredible. What questions would I like? What time of day do you like to work out? I would also like to hear, like... As a short answer, I know you said multiple choice, but as a short answer, because I think people would want to answer this one, describe your perfect day off. Mm -hmm. Because that to me is like how you act when you have your like recreational free time 
I need to know if we align on this. Do you like to eat dinner in front of the TV or at a table? What is like one movie that you would like recommend to someone or like a guilty pleasure kind of thing? Because I think guilty pleasure questions, I find them insightful because if someone says something that's a guilty pleasure that is like so not, I'm like, what does that say about you that you're guilty that you think people see this is something I think that's a trick question though because what is a guilty pleasure no I know I'm trying to come up with trick questions yeah, but to, like really get to know people but that's because I'm you're straight oh yeah we are trying to write matches we're not yeah. trying to vet out straight men yes it's different wow <laughs> I'm sorry this is just like over the whole you're right you're right you're right this can be fun yeah coats so like how you how you function how you like li- like yeah you're right workout times all of those things oh like what's what's like the best thing that you've ever cooked and what's the worst thing you've ever cooked Hmm. that's a fun one like oh even like would you rather like we're going on a vacation are you a stay at the hotel by the pool the whole time or are you an adventure yeah like a constant adventure you get a text message that some we're going out for a party tonight you've got 10 minutes to get ready are you excited or are you stressed I'm not going. And I'm not going either. But like for me, like if someone like was like, I need someone who's like spontaneous, who I can just, I was like, no, no, I have to mentally prepare. And I need you to tell me like two days ahead of time who's all going to be there. Yeah. And then I can pick up my outfit. But something like. Yep. That is, that's a good one. I want to think more on this. Yeah. And maybe every episode we'll just drop a gym. Oh my gosh. Well, wait, you remember that game you came up with? The, the red, the red flag game? You came up with it that we never we're going to make eventually. But there's a whole bunch of stuff in that. I still have it like in my email. I forgot. I start so many things. But like it's so in debt. No, it is. I don't want to. I don't want to give that away. I don't want to give it to you because your spreadsheet idea is like this other idea. (laughs) It's it's different. But But, like, yeah, it's very different. But it's I don't want to give all of our good things. But I was also going to say something that I've been doing. And I think I brought it up in the last episode which I've been and I've also just said it in our Patreon when people are like talking about who they're dating and I'm like cast who's playing them in a movie so I think like and again I think if you're going to do short answer write-in ones they have to be kind of I don't want to say egotistical but something that like you want to answer where yeah. it's like it, it's like a fun and fluffs yourself up so I would say something like <laughs> your life is a movie who would you want to play you and who is actually going to play you so like self-aware like of like the do you have like the I would want this person to play me but like this was the person who would probably realistically play me or mine's the, the same, same person mine's the same and, and so I've to me said it before that tells me I'm like oh so self-assured so confident like knows who they are there's not this what's your answer for that my answer would be I already gave you my answer for you for this we've talked about it what before. time but what age range are they they're your age Emma Roberts yeah yeah so that's what I was gonna say so like I think I think it could be if I was older, I would say like Cameron Diaz, just humor wise. Mm-hmm. If it was younger, I would say Amanda Bynes humor wise. And I was younger. But yeah, no, I think again, but Amanda Bynes is like my age, though. No, but me when I was younger gotcha. and she went her when she was younger, because like it. I don't think we have very like now. No, no not yeah, so much yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. And I would have said younger, like Hillary Duff, but I was way fucking weirder. That would have been like. So if you asked me when I was 15, I would have said like I wanted to be Hillary Duff, but like it's not gonna be you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I think that that's something like interesting and and fun who's yours Quentin okay well I okay so I I, I wondered if it was <laughs> I, was, I was like maybe that's the reason why you weren't sense. sharing the information no. I was like if, okay that should have been my clue because yes. like, you're not telling me so 
I'm a, it's still Quinta. It's still Quinta. <laughs> it's still Quinta. It will always be Quinta. It's never not Quinta. Yeah. No, and I'm. It's been Quinta before the world. Yeah. Before Quinta was, I mean, I, she was a household name in our homes, but for people who, it was. It it really solidified it for me. She was in some. I forgot what video it was. But my friend from college sent this, and it was. It's old, like years ago. My friend from college sent it to me, and he was like, "This reminds me of you." And yeah. I was like, you're correct. She'll play me in a movie one mm-hmm. day. <laughs> She's been on the list the whole fucking time. Yep. Oh, another good one would be like, what from what fictional group of what fictional world would you like to be a part of? Like a TV show or like movies or whatever, or like what friend group of those people? Or even asking like whether it's like a TV show. Cause like you said, it's like a group chat with people. And if you know and I guess you, you're also starting to get to know these people from their answers from the previous ones. So if you know kind of like the genre of movies or tastes that people have, sh- saying like a TV show name or like a Shonda, like Shondaverse, like something mm-hmm. that is like uh, multiple shows, like who are you? Like who, which friend group would you sit with? Or like, what is your... Shondaverse is so messy. No, I, no, I know. First of all, someone like, I'm a hawk. I'd be like, <laughs> love him, but... In what way? Everybody's scary. Yeah. I think also like I would look back and like you already know this, but based on what the other answers were, especially for the couple who got together, I would also ask them like which were the questions that they like that stuck out for them and like what was the way that that kind of matched? Because for me, it would be lifestyle compatibility. Mm-hmm. What time do you go to bed? Do you eat in your bed? Yeah. Are you in a, sh- a shoes on or a shoes off household? Oh, that's big for me. Do you wash your legs? Do you wash your sheets once a week? As someone who currently does not have a dryer. I have like five pairs of sheets that yeah, I just so, rotate through. You know, when I was moving, I was like getting all cocky and shit being like, I'm downsizing. And so I got rid of, I now we had two pairs of sheets Mm-mm. and that's fucking it. And that's not enough time when you don't have a dryer. Mm-mm. But yeah, so like, I guess lifestyle things. If I cook, will you clean the kitchen? great. Can I have your pickle when we're eating our lunch? Mm-hmm. Are you are you the pickle eater or you're the pickle giver? Yeah. Are you friends with your exes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good, well, I feel like in the community that this is in that will be regular. Yeah. But I mean, if someone's if that's a hard no. Yeah. You know, I yep. think it's a, it's that's probably it can it can weed it out. This one, it it can come off harsh and I don't mean it harsh, but I think this is an important question mm-hmm. for dating. Are you OK with dating somebody that's more or less successful in your eyes to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. How would other people describe you? I think like how would your best like how would your best friend describe you or like how would your best friend sell you on me? Because mm-hmm. depending on I don't know what you're. You said 26. So I would say like in like the young 20s age range, self-deprecating, like self-deprecating humor is just every, that's just kind of the the, the norm. And then I think on dating apps and like other dating apps, it's hard to read when people are being self-deprecating versus not. And then sometimes like, at least for me, I would automatically go to self-deprecating because I have to describe myself. So if you told me to like describe how someone else would describe me, I would probably give you a far more accurate and like positive thing of versus like 
me spewing my own shit. Yeah, I was doing more self-deprecating stuff on dating apps and I changed it to be not so much. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say self-deprecating. I'm just sarcastic and it does not read well across a dating app. It also does not read well if they don't know you. Like, yeah, it's but I'm I'm hilarious and I like to burn people uh, as a joke and people like they, it. You, they get it immediately yes, in person. It just takes it's like a, it's, it takes oh, okay. a minute. And so I've changed how my dating profile is and I get way more. Well, and for like my mine was always very like self-aware, self-deprecating, like funny. But then I would never swipe right on someone who wasn't self-deprecating because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like that. Like you answering all of these questions like so earnestly, like I could never do because the questions weren't worded in a way that it was either like you're going to be sarcastic and self-deprecating or you're going to be like sucking your own dick and be like, oh, my God, like my shit doesn't stink. Uh Like so there's not a happy there wasn't a happy medium. And so I'm sure that like I like even when I was like on yours, I was like, oh, my God, these people are so earnest. And you're like, no, I mean, like it's fine. But it's it's just because there's no in between. So I think especially when you're asking people like questions about themselves, I think multiple choice is a great call because you don't have to kind of think about it and you only have so many options. So you're not picking like something very negative. Mm -hmm. But I think asking like how someone else would describe you is, is a more accurate, usually a far more accurate description than we can give ourselves. Um, I, this, I think is another good one is for the holidays, where would you like to spend? Like, Oh yeah. Do you like to, host do you like to go to your family do you want to go to i don't know if the if the other person has a family or mm-hmm. do you just like to disappear yeah oh are you the driver or the passenger in the relationship mm-hmm. do you care about astrology <laughs> that's big into it do you want someone from a similar background and life experience as you or are you do you, are you someone who likes to be dating as a mirror or do you like to date someone who's had like a completely different life experience than you? Mm-hmm. Wow, this is so fun. I could do it this is. forever. Yeah, I mean, I also- Can you DM, DM us? Because I want to see what it is because you said it's a spreadsheet. And I'd like to see the other questions, like yeah, what you had did I mean. before. Oh, yeah. That's what that's- yeah. I don't know how spreadsheets work. <laughs> but yeah, because I think things like deal breakers and stuff are like important, but- I even think something as simple as like your favorite cuisine, like your favorite TV show. Here's one that both of us have talked about before, but like how clean do you like your house? Great one. Great one. Yeah. What do you and like what do you consider clean? Like what's your cleanliness standard? That's a very, very good call. Do you break down the recycling boxes and you take them out? As you should. Uh Uh-huh. Do you wear jeans in your bed? Oh, immediately get them out of the group chat. Disgusting. What's your do thoughts you wear on outdoor clothes? Outdoor inside? clothes is a thing. Like, yeah, indoor and outdoor clothes. That's huge, huge mm-hmm. for me. What's how's the, the long? What's the age range of the long the plant you've kept alive the longest? Mm. Cats or dogs? I think is another one that you know care about. What are you singing at karaoke? Mm-hmm. Would you get up and sing at karaoke? Mm-hmm. Are you? People used to say, "Are you the Oprah or the Gale?" But I don't think you can like. Gail is front of house at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, Gail is on CBS News yeah. and then also running O Magazine. Yeah, no, Gail is behind and in front of the scenes yeah. at this point. 
are you a talker or not talker? And are you okay with being with someone that's a quiet person that's going to be with a talker that's going to stand up for them Mm -hmm. when shit's going down? Yep. Are you someone who's okay with going to bed angry? That's like Mm. a communication style. What's your love language? Sleep with the air conditioner on or off. Can you braid hair? If I could date someone who could braid my... I literally was telling my I was like, I need to teach you how to fucking braid my hair. Because My dad knew how to. He did our hair. He had to... Well, he also had long hair at one point in the 70s, as a lot of people did. I would like Uh, to see the pictures. (laughs) Uh, But he did... Because my mom was off doing corporate stuff, so he would do our hair. I see, like, lots of, like, dads able to... I mean, I didn't have either... Neither parent could braid hair or do any of that. And that's how I ended up (laughs) with the beads on the hair at the end of my braids because my best friend was Jamaican. And her mom was white and she was like, this is fine. And we grew up and her, my friend and I were like, no, that was, don't put beads in my hair. You know how some people, and like, this is something that I love that like Mots and I are like, that like, I love getting ready with him. It's like, I'm like, I want you to hang out mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Like if I'm showering and like, we're getting ready to go somewhere. Like, I want you to hang out and talk with me. Yeah. And there are some people who want to get ready separate, even if you're like living together in a relationship and then you come together, like, let's go to the door and we're going to like head out now. It's so like, I don't know how to phrase phrase yeah. that are but, you a uh a, a couple get readier or a separate get readier yeah because in my head i'm like would you braid my hair is synonymous with if my hair is braided would you take it down for me <gasps> would you take my makeup off before i went to bed mm-hmm. would you brush your te- my teeth for me if i laid in bed do you brush your teeth before you go to bed how many times a day do you brush your teeth yeah do you have a whole jar of um toothbrush disposable toothbrushes that you keep at your sink for people that come over do you have ibs c or ibs d <laughs> that's another good one um ooh, middle c what seat do you take on an airplane yeah that's a good one what role do you take at the airport are you the person who has all of the passports are you the planner or do you get there two hours before yeah vacation wise the same thing like not just the what i said before about like are you hanging out at the pool never leaving the resort but are you the Google Doc itinerary? I know who you are, caller. Are you the Google Doc itinerary? Like we've got the reservations. We have all these ideas. That is also Melissa. And I love to travel with people like that. Or are you someone who wants to have, take things spontaneous? How do you take your coffee? That's another good one. Do a couple, throw in a couple there. That's like a setup in the sense of like, I don't know if you send the results, other people's answers to each other. I don't other. think you should. If you I don't do. think you should. But I think if you can have like, a bonus question is like, how do you take your coffee or like, what's your favorite flower or something? And sharing that with the other person if they match. And so it's like, oh, you're going on a date with this person, got the coffee or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that, that that can show an interest because I don't think you should share everything because then what do you have to talk about in your first? Yeah. Date? And also some, sometimes things might be opposite, but they actually just work out in the relationship too. Yeah. Or it's like, you might think that, oh no, I wouldn't pair that together. But someone who has like a bird's eye view of the situation goes no no no, this 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 definitely fits and makes sense together i don't know if you have any heavier questions but the only thing that would come to my mind that i like know people who this is like a hard yes positive or a hard no because it's too relatable for some people but you would know this better about the appropriateness of this but like religious trauma like did you come from a religious background whether you're still practicing or I know people who are at different levels in deconstruction of a religion. Mm-hmm. And it's if that's not aligned at that point, that's not going to happen. I love this, though. Yeah, I do. I do, too. 
I love like learning about people through things like this. Like one of like Mods and I's favorite activities for a long time. And like I brought it on this show doing like the BuzzFeed quizzes and things. And I love seeing, I like want to look over other people's shoulders. And again, for like, what kind of dessert would you be at an Irish wedding? Like, I want to see what people are answering for all of these like silly, stupid, like they're just fun, you know? Yeah, I enjoy this a lot. I love it. So please let us know, like, if you can send us some of the stuff, like we'd love to see it. We won't share the No, it's just the questions, yeah. But I would also ask if you're a part of our Facebook group or not. I don't know. You said you're in a major city. So I don't know if like the group chat is, if you're looking for like more people, but you fully have our permission to, if you're in the Facebook group to like, if you want to open this up to people in your area and post that in the Facebook group, like you totally can. I know we have a rule about like no self-promotion, but we obviously make exceptions for things and you can always message us and ask about it before you post. Um, but this is your verbal, you know, yeah. or if, if you don't have it and you want us to post, like if you don't have, if you're not in the Facebook group, you want us to post it or anything. I know that we have a like large part of our audience, depending on what city you're in would love to participate or even do something like this in their own city. I, I think that you should make money from this. I think you should do, I think you should make an app. So there's this baby naming app that I heard about when um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were having their first kid. And it's kind of like a dating app. So you swipe left and right on names Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about this too. And so then it gives you a notification when you match on a name with someone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it would be. Like, I think you probably have to say the one of the, guaranteed questions have to be like do you want someone who's opposite from you or not because then it would match go on based off that but i think like core values like that's a big like that would take up a lot of things and that's something that doesn't change opposite or not yeah and i think then the app would be like it would not the, the people wouldn't get the notification like oh you've matched on these core values immediately you could get the oh then the app puts those people into like a little circle and then it divides it from further but then you pay a premium you can unlock everyone who you matched with on these five questions Mm -hmm. or these 10 questions and you can enter that in but you could also even do something like whether it's like a discord or um not like a location-based app but like you know a email address that's like whatever dating in atlanta something dallas and having that and like people paying a one-time fee to join into this and opt into like a pool of people and then you you host them like mm-hmm. every couple months yep. and it's you have a buy-in for just that. Yeah. And then you can start throwing parties and stuff yeah. that you like this and is And you could even like say that you'll cover like cover dinner for the first date for the first people who like match or go like first first coffees on us or something like a mm-hmm. promo for something. And obviously, you know, should be covering your cost to be able to do that. But I think you could do that in, you could not, you don't have to, and I don't know what your ambition on this is, like taking it on a nationwide scale, but also specifically, if you want to keep it in the the circle of the area that you're in, you can then train other people in other cities to do that. And they'll know and be able to adjust the questions and things based on the values of the people who live there in their social circles. Mm -hmm. We just helped you create an MLM. (laughs) MLM of people yeah but yeah this This is great so cool please like for real like give us more info I think this is so interesting all right next call 
Yeesh. Hi, I've been a long-time listener of the pod, so love you, Megan and Melissa. So I'll get into it. So it has to do with a lot of gift-giving and just things not going the right way. So basically, uh, me and my best friend, he, him, and my pronouns are she, her, um, we have been giving each other gifts for like 15 years. So, you know, that's just been kind of the habit for every holiday and stuff like that. So at Christmas time, there was, I guess, maybe miscommunication on both of our ends or something, but we usually give each other gifts. He went all out. He got me like a really nice sweater that I like and everything. And I gave him like more, like, I guess, more gifts where like I gave him like a mug with his initials. I gave him a nice candle. I gave him some of my favorite stationery for him to have and everything. And I guess that just wasn't enough for him because later for my birthday, he didn't get me anything. He just showed up. <laughs> and here's the thing. Honestly, I'm a person that's like, if you just want to show up, I am super happy about that. So he did. And I didn't really think too much of it. And then it wasn't until later till another friend of ours, uh, their pronouns are they, them. And they threw a little party for all of us. And we showed up and I gave them their gift and they were happy with it. You know, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. You know. It wasn't an extravagant gift, like, but it was a thoughtful gift, like the ones I've given before. And my friend, just his face and his comments that he was making while watching our friend open this gift was like, oh, wow, really? Oh, wow, that must be nice. Like, those kinds of comments. And I was just generally very confused as to why he was acting that way. And then later brought up uh, when we had a phone call later. He told me that he was just upset that he didn't receive, like, a thoughtful gift for Christmas. And I was just very confused by that. And I told him, like, yes, it was. Like, how can you think that it wasn't? And we got into a huge fight. He later then said that he didn't like my boyfriend, which his pronouns are he him, and just threw that in there and kind of blew up on me. And we didn't talk for, like, a month, month and a half. And we're actually going to see each other maybe in, like, two weeks to hang out a little bit but it's like I just don't know what to do my one of my love languages is gift giving so I definitely feel very offended by all of this and I don't know if it's me trying to draw a boundary or something but I just need your help on what to do do I cut this friend off do I talk to him more and clarify like I just don't know what to do at this point so I'm happy to hear what you guys think so thank you so much is he in love with you Okay, I think I have a really unpopular opinion. What is it? I don't know what previous gifts you have given him and what this, like, what, if you can, like, look back on all of the years. But to me, as someone who, like, I put a lot of thoughts into the gifts I give people. And you're you're an incredibly thoughtful gift giver. And it's, like, some people, it's not matched. So I will still put in the same I'll, I'll still put in like the thoughtfulness and the effort but if I if I had an, a friend who like was not you who gave me like a gift that because I'm just gonna just point blank to me candle mug and stationery is something I would give like a white elephant thing mm -hmm. like that's something I would give someone I don't know like it's so unpersonal to me that's something I would I, I would give someone I, I I don't know well and I could have even like have never met before so I would never be 
offended or hurt receiving that gift. If you gave me that gift, I would be like, are we good? Like, yeah. Huh? Like you've given me candles before, but it's because I wanted candles. Like it was like specific candles that you knew that I would love the scent of. Yeah, because I also am a big believer in like, you don't like shit that you don't want. I don't like shit that I don't Mm -hmm. want. A lot of my friends like, I'm going to ask someone like, you don't have to tell me like what you want for the holiday. Like if you don't have an idea, like sometimes I'll have a good idea. I'm like, oh, I know because you've said you've wanted this before. I don't even have to bring it up. But if there's something that hasn't been brought up and I'm like, okay, like what's your vibe? And that year you were like, I, I really want some candles. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, say no more. I have a great idea. So unless it was asked for in that sense, or this is very aligned with the previous things that you have like given each other, to me, a sweater is something that is a lot more personal. Like I'm having to think about your personal style, but stationary, you, it's got, it, it gets used up. I don't look at it in my closet every day for the next 10 plus years. That's what I was going to say. It's either like something that I'm going to use or I'm just going to sit it there and not use it because it's I don't what am I going to use this for? Yeah. And 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 I don't mean to say that that was your intention at all, because there are some people who stationary mugs and candles like that is, oh, my God, if you care about me, you know that that's like what I would love. And there might have been so much thought put into it, like the same way that like if you hadn't told me that you would wanted candles for it was Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. And I put all this thought knowing like, okay, this is it were Jackie Ina candles. And I was like, okay, this is someone who like these scents you're going to love and like the person behind, like you're gonna love the whole branding, the aesthetic, like all of this kind of stuff. And if you didn't want candles and you had no idea then you would have had no idea the thought that was put into it. So I'm not saying that you didn't put thought into it. But I'm but on the receiving end, depending on the previous gifts you have given each other, he's not thinking about the thought you put into it because it's not maybe a gift that is really for 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 him and like who he is right now. It can be something like, oh, I really love this thing and I want to share this with you or I think you would really like it. But I always I also always really like to do a vibe check before each holiday if I don't already have an idea. But especially like as you start getting older and like people's budgets are changing, like people are having like weddings, people are buying houses or whatever it is to be like, do we want to put a pause on this year for a gift? Or like, do we have mm-hmm. something? Or if you're, you know, knowing that someone is like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I got you a great gift. Like I even like to tell people that. And like a lot of times I just word vomit it. But for like other people, you know, it's sometimes nice to just be like, how I want to check. Are we going to do gifts this year? Are we not? And you've done it for 15 years. And so to me, this just is like 15 years to have your first hiccup, I think is not a phenomenal. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. But I think this is more along the lines with you thought there was a lot of thought put into this gift and it might've been really specific and special to him and you wouldn't have got it for someone else, but it didn't land and it didn't feel that way. And so it can also just be you're seeing parts of him or things that you think he would really like that, you know, for him, you see him, maybe he has like cute stationery, all the like nice things like that. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get him some cute stationery. He goes, I already have a ton of cute stationery. Like I don't really need something like that. But that, this whole theory of mine only really works if this is so far, if this is just not really in the realm of other gifts that you've given. And if this is never, if it's also not kind of in the realm of gifts that he's given you back because otherwise yeah maybe there's a a jealousy thing here yeah I only said that is he in love with you since he snapped and was like I don't like your boyfriend yeah 
but I mean, the the looking at what you get someone else is like, like what the other friend gifting the other friend something. And it was like, oh, wow, this is just, I mean, I've gotten gifts from people that felt incredibly impersonal. And I put so much thought and effort into it um, to a gift that I got them. And that person just didn't even think about that. They didn't even, whether they didn't get it, they didn't register it, or they were just kind of off doing their own thing and it wasn't reciprocated. And there's a lot of hurt there. Like it is a lot of, cause like it feels intentional. And so it's clear that that was not your intention. But I think if you can do your best, to like hop off the defensive and understand and ask him to like, get him to like really explain about it. And I would, I would give the precursor like, you know, this clearly like didn't go over well. So like, there's nothing you can say to me at this point that's like going to be too far or hurt my feelings. Like, please just like be brutally honest and like, tell me, tell me what's up. Like, tell me what happened to what went wrong because this is clearly a miscommunication. And I want to get to the bottom of this because we've never had something like this in 15 years as far as I know if we have because the other part of me wonders like, what did you get last year? Like, it has this compiled over like, did it used to be you were both getting each other like far more thoughtful or maybe extravagant or whatever those gifts were and that they slowly started to not really match up and align and he started pulling back and then we've ended up at this point. Like, has this been compiling or not? But clearly there are some issues here. But I think gift giving is such a touchy subject because no one wants to sound ungrateful or whatever, that I think you really have to be like, we just need to like not hold back and just like say, like get everything out on the table here to figure out where the mis, like to figure out where this went mm-hmm. wrong and where this soured. But yeah, I also, I would ask like, how long have you been dating your boyfriend? What gifts did you give your, have you, did you like, like did you and your best friend, did you used to gift him concert tickets and you both would go to a concert and like that would be your thing. And then once you started dating your boyfriend, did you gift your boyfriend concert tickets for the last birthday and then you started doing that thing. Mm -hmm. Like it could be a symptom of, you know, spending more time with a significant other and less with a friend and then things that you used to the friend now doing with, I think it's compiled or this was a massive shift gift wise, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's hard, especially since you'd said you do pride yourself on giving gifts Mm -hmm. and his reaction is just, I, I don't y'all just need to talk this out. Just talk it out. What yeah. what was where was the disconnect? And maybe explain like why you got those specific gifts for him and that might make him feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I can't imagine that you caller would be someone friends with someone for 15 years. You always get each other gifts that there wouldn't be thought and care behind. Like I don't think you gave a mug stationary in a candle the same way that I would give it to some, you know what I mean? Like if I gave that to like one of, if I gave that to you, like there, it, it, it's not a white elephant kind of style gift. So I have to assume that that's how you gave it, but that's not how he received it. And to me, that's indicative of a larger problem. Yep. I have experience with this. <laughs> Melissa's like, oh, she knows. Anyways. All right, let's take a break. Yay. Yay. 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We're back from our break. <laughs> what a break. 
<laughs> we actually took a mini one. We did. Mini ketchup. Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Megan, Melissa. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller to this or literally any other podcast. I'm a little nervous, but love you both and really uh, looking forward to hearing your advice on this. I'm 30 years old. She, her pronouns. I just got divorced in March to my husband of three-ish years. We've been together since 2016. Uh, but the details of the divorce don't really matter here other than it was my choice and a long time coming. I knew since about June 2022 that it was time. Uh, anyway, I started dating a guy and got pretty serious nearly right after the divorce was final. He knew about the divorce and I was transparent about my fears about commitment. I feel strong feelings towards him though and we say I love you and I mean it. However, recently I'm having doubts and the strong desire to just be by myself. I'm craving independence and doing my own thing, which means I've pulled away from him and spending time together. It feels increasingly harder to say I love you and feel that excitement. I think I'm just scared with how quickly this moved and that maybe I never fully processed my divorce. But at the same time, I do really love him and love spending time with him and, and could see us having some kind of future together. But I do fear I'm doing myself a disservice by not taking the time to remember what it's like to be me without a partner. I know I lost a lot of myself in my marriage, uh, but I know I can't have both and this new relationship and the time to take a step back and figure myself out. So any advice would be appreciated. Uh, I am in therapy. Also, since I have time, I'm a cancer son, Aries rising, definitely identify with the Aries. So don't be afraid to hurt my not so sensitive little crabby uh, cancer feelings. Thank you so much. Since you, you said you were with your ex since 2016, I think it makes perfect sense that you did get together with someone after your divorce, immediately after the divorce, because you weren't used to being alone. And now that you've, I'm guessing, healed somewhat yeah. from the divorce, then you're like, uh, it's okay for me to have time to myself. And so while I hate the term rebound, it kind of like fits into this yeah. of you were with someone for a long time and then you weren't. And so there was a transition period where you were getting over your ex and someone was there to fill the void. And now you don't need that void filled anymore. And so you're craving your independence. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're feeling. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that you went about processing everything or even the steps that you took like this was what was right for you at the time and now it doesn't serve you anymore and so this person that you're with may be great like they were great for that time period and they may be great for a time period in the future but they don't they're not necessarily who or how you should be living your life right now yeah I, you have to trust your gut and like your gut knows even the way you're talking about this that you're like, I'm finding it harder to say, I love you. And then you were like, but you know, like, yeah, I love him. But the the distinction between those things is I love you from afar as a person. I'm not mm -hmm. in love with mm -hmm. you anymore. And you're saying like, I could see him as like some part of my life, not, but not where you're currently at. And where you're currently at is how this relationship is defined. And so like, there has to be a change in the definition of this. But 
yeah, like I always think the the phrase is cheesy, but it's true. Like people come into your life a reason, season, lifetime. This it's the duality of a season and a reason. Mm -hmm. And I agree with Melissa. Like I don't think you should feel any sort of like shame. And all of this makes sense to me because another thing, like you said, the divorce was on started on your end. Sometimes when we make decisions, divorce or not, like anything that we are in control of and we aren't maybe entirely positive, especially we've been sitting on it for a while because you said you've been you've known this since June of 2020, that we need to make other decisions that that force us to follow through with them. So for someone getting out of a divorce, a lot of people do hop into a, a relationship mm-hmm. right after because they're like, I if I don't hop into this relationship, I might go back immediately. Yep. And I kind of, I need, I need, I need a nail in a coffin. And I need a nail in a coffin. So the other person is like, I'm not going to get back with you. Like I need something to, I can't have all of the control like here. I need to take, exert this control to make ensure that my future situation is something that I know I consciously want, not something that I'm going to get back into other habits. So yeah, you, you hadn't been with anybody else in a while. And I, and I don't want this to come across in a way that like, oh, you used him to heal because you you didn't. But you at that point, post-divorce. Also, I think the pandemic plays a huge role in this, too, that like the amount of I don't know how long the divorce process took. I don't know if it was mediation. I don't know if you had to go to court. Like, I don't know if it ended up getting contentious, like any of those things. But even if it's like the simplest divorce and you end on amicable terms, like you're still mourning what you thought was your future. Mm -hmm. You're mourning a relationship moving out of where you lived or the other person moving. Like you're having to go through all that emotional, deal with all of those emotions. And a lot of people don't have the bandwidth to (laughs) like socialize with different people and go out on first dates during that time. And so having someone who's a comfort and someone who you can like share and spend that time with. I look at that like friends also do that same thing. And it just happened that this was a more than friends. You said from the start that you were very honest. I even think if you, <laughs> I think if you weren't very honest, I don't think that would even have mattered because factually when someone's getting out of a divorce, like those, those that's the cards that are on the table. Mm-hmm. If you tell me that it's like, no, I want something really serious and like it's no big deal. I'm going to have to choose to suspend disbelief then because this is a situation like it's a untangling and intertwining of lives. Like that's a that's an ordeal. So he knew the situation and beyond that he also like knew your feelings, but I don't think that you are scared in the sense of oh, like I'm I'm scared that I'm sabotaging something good and I'm going to let something good get a- away. That's not really like how life works. Like if he is good for you right now, you wouldn't be having these doubts. Mm-hmm. And he was good for you and is what, what you needed before. Like when this, the, when you guys started and there's a reason why your feelings changed and feelings, feelings are always going to change. They're always going to grow or they're going to diminish. And that's because you're either growing together and you're falling more in love every day and they continue to be the right person for you as you mature and evolve and go through life changes and vice versa, you to them, or you start diverging in like different paths and different like 
life things. And that doesn't mean that it was like a waste of time or anything. But I would be I would be more shocked if you if you were the exact same person that you were as soon as the divorce was finalized and that this relationship would have withstood the test of time. Because to me, that would have said, like, you're still where you are right when you got divorced. Mm-hmm. And I think you would be doing yourself, like you said, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice. And I don't want this to sound cunty, but like treating men and treating romantic interests like a scarcity. And that like, oh, I found a good, I have to lock it. And it's like, no, no, no. You are the prize here. It's not that the, oh, you found the, I found the one, the first guy that I date after I got divorced, like he's the only good one. Like he's not the only good one roaming the earth at all. And I think like, the sca- the thing to do if you are scared in that situation is being scared that you're not going to come across someone else like that. And I don't think you went through a divorce and went through all of that and like chose yourself in that instance to then not continue to have confidence and believe in yourself that like you're going to meet tons of great people and it's not just this one. Yeah. And after you're alone for a while, you may grow and change. And this might not be the person that you need later. Yeah. And and that's okay. Like, that's okay. That just means that, like, that was who, like I've said before, and Megan said, like, that's who you need it then. And like, they might not be the person that's good for you later. Yeah. And, and I don't know how the relationship with your ex ended, but in most cases, I would say, that the the first person you date right after your divorce is not the person for you. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that have gotten divorced and they were like immediately like had sex with somebody and was like, that was the best sex of my life. And then later they're like, actually, it wasn't. It was just it was someone new and it was good for then. And it was a good way to, you know, move on. But Mm -hmm. You know, the, it was more of the excitement of I'm out of this thing and this is a new person. Yeah, I, I don't think that going through a divorce is expensive and emotionally expensive and dealing with all of that stuff that I think that some people, if hopping into dating, then hop into dating. And then other people, they start off, I'm just taking my alone time. And then the first person that they date, maybe two years down the road is the person they end Mm -hmm. up with. But you have to accomplish both steps of being single. And if you want to be in a relationship, then that is the other step. And this isn't like a, oh, well, I did the relationship. Now, if I'm single, I'm never going to get into a relationship again. No, not at all. But the most, you will do the most growing when you're single. You can grow in a relationship, but this division between how your feelings are changing is indicative of like, this is not the growth in the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, so but congratulations on divorce. Yeah, I think being divorced at 30, I hope we see more people divorced at 30 because a lot of people don't have the financial situation or are not at the space where they feel ready or can leave a relationship. But when when you need to and when you want to and when you should. So I more divorces at 30. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very pro pro fucking divorce. And yeah, you didn't go through you didn't go through all of that just just to be unsure of, and hesitant of your decision. You know? Yeah. So congratulations and I I foresee so much life 
in your future. Yay! Yay. All right, that's it for our episode. Woo. Did you ever see that TikTok of that um, person who's getting divorced and they did like a divorce, their friends threw them a divorce party mm-hmm. afterwards and they like took pictures with the judge and the lawyer yep. and it was all, I was like, that is... The paperwork. Yep. Yeah. Not that I'm hoping anyone in my life gets divorced to have a divorce party, but... Some situations are that bad where it, you need to have one. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, if a friend of mine gets divorced, I will, I'm throwing you a fucking party. Yeah. Not wishing ill on any relationship, but if you need to get, get the fucking divorce. Divorce, divorce, divorce. I'm going to edit myself on a cheerleading costume that just says divorce. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you would like to be on an upcoming episode, give us a call, send us a voice memo. And if you were a caller on this episode and you would like to give us an update or you're the one who has the uh, Google sheet, you can shoot us an email with an update. We can schedule to have a call up. You can just, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, we can also, we didn't do a don't blame them in this episode, but if you a listener, if, oh, I would love to solicit this. If you have done something similar or have heard of someone doing something similar of the caller with the Google spreadsheet and that kind of information, data collecting, and uh, what do they call it when people like hack? They're like, like hack your wellness, like hacking your sleep. What is that called? No clue. Biohacking. Okay. That's the word. But something like that in terms of, I don't really give a shit about like the, the wellness aspects of it. But in terms of like interpersonal relationships, I would love to hear a story like that. Or if the person who called in is interested in developing this into an app, if you have the skills <gasps> to do that, then let us match make you. Oh my gosh. We'll we be early that. investors too. We do it. Yeah. Without a doubt. Melissa, hold up. If we were able to, this is so for full fucking circle that we went from getting a call on our podcast where someone was, someone who's gay was talking about meeting a friend on a dating app. Like just going on a dating app to meet friends and then being like, but my girl, the girl I'm seeing, she like thinks that it's sus. And we were like, I mean, that is sus. Like, no one does that. And then we got infiltrated with all of our lesbian listeners and our queer listeners, our gay listeners being like, no, you're straight you're, is showing. You're straight is showing. And then us now investing mm-hmm. in a gay dating app. We're fucking here for it. And Melissa has connections to the L word. <laughs> I do. But she will only give them if you let us invest. <laughs> uh, no, not during Pride Month, Megan. That's extortion. Anyways, um, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. Can't wait to hear more from you. Follow us on all of our socials and make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on the Apple Podcast or Spotify so you can stay up to date on the rest of the shows that we release throughout the week. And you can support the show on Patreon. Very, very, very affordable. Or you can also enter in how much money you want to spend if you're like, if you're rolling in the dough. Do it, please. We love you all. You're wonderful. Goodbye. Wear your seatbelts. Use your turn signals. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Montz, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.